0: Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. As usual, let's just take a moment and relax, focus your mind on what we're talking about, or... If God draws your attention away, you can always come back later. But it's part of our learning process to be able to bring our thoughts under control, not in a harsh way, but just to be able to say, okay, we're not going to think about that anymore. We're going to think about this. Part of our lives here on this earth is to learn to... Not bend to the control of our soul, we've been talking about our will and how it controls us still are that we don't first of all, we don't have a free will that the concept of a free will was created in order to explain God's actions. We've kind of taken bits and pieces of what's in scriptures, in different versions, in different translations, and have come up with a construct, again, to explain why God does what he does specifically why some people go to heaven and some people go to hell a lot of people myself included if god is good why does he allow bad things to happen to good people now emotionally i struggle with that but i because i accept that God is sovereign and he is good, I accept that there's a reason behind it. And I think part of that reason is the whole concept of we don't understand the positive without the negative. We can't understand good without evil. We can't understand victory without defeat. That struggle, we can't understand the satisfaction of accomplishing something. We often, we so often try to draw conclusions about This is who God is. This is what he does based on limited information. And part of that limited information is what is God's purpose for us here on this earth. We think it's to live a sinless life or to please him or to, you know, we're just passing through and we'll be rewarded or punished according to what happens in our lives here on this earth. And if you've been around any time at all, you know that that's not our take on things, that that we're learning things here on this earth that can only be learned probably, you know, in some respect only learned here on this earth. Maybe, you know, and, and that's the thing is we don't know. You think about, you know, souls who are only, you know, spirits that are only here for a very short period of time, and then they, they move on, they're, you know, Sometimes they aren't even born. We just don't know how God does these things. But think about Adam and Eve. They were in the garden. They knew each other spirit to spirit. They knew God according to their spirit. spirit. God gave them everything they could ever need. They had no needs whatsoever. There was never any suffering. There was never any doubt there was never any purpose. Now, God gave him a purpose. God gave Adam a purpose to name all the animals. So he gave him something to do. But then when Adam and Eve were hanging out, they didn't do much. I mean, they never had kids. Does that mean they never had, you know, sex? Just don't know. What, you know, what did they do all day? How long were they in the garden? Let's say they were in the garden a million years or five days. Regardless, they had all their needs met. They were never without. They never learned what a need was. And because they never learned what a need was, experienced a need, they never knew God as provider. It's reasonable that they took everything that God gave them for granted because they had never experienced anything else. And then imagine how harsh their lives all of a sudden were as they were cast out of the garden and none of their needs, none of their real true needs were met. They had to learn how to cook. They had to learn how to grow food, how to make clothes for themselves, even how to relate to one another. All of a sudden, they, they saw each other naked. They'd never seen each other naked. They were always spirit beings, speaking to each other, spirit to spirit. But you know what? Their soul, Adam's soul, Eve's soul, was in full union So Adam and Eve were the archetype of this is what it looks like for our soul to have all its needs met through spirit. But because Adam and Eve never experienced lack or need or doubt or fear or anger or pain, their experience of who god was who god is was limited so god didn't just kick them out because of a, for a whim or just to experiment or let's see what happens next he had a specific purpose and i think at least part of that purpose was so that they would learn appreciation But what that did is it set into motion that generation to generation there would be no spirit to meet the need of soul. So you and I, when we were born, we were dead in our spirit, but we had a soul and we had a body. Your soul was created, just like for Adam and Eve, was created to get All, all, all of its needs met by spirit. Without that living spirit, it got none of its needs met by spirit. So the soul, your soul, has learned from generation to generation how to do it for themselves. It's a do-it-yourself project. And you know how often do-it-yourself projects go crazy. And that's what your soul is doing. It's struggling to meet its own needs. And your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions those are just general terms we don't need to be too specific we don't need to get too detailed we just want to look at these are the common ways we can describe our solical existence because now that you've been born again you are a spirit being but you're still interfacing with this world through your soul You're listening to this podcast through your soul, not your spirit. Now, you may get guidance and encouragement and a spark saying yes or no, that's not right, that comes from your spirit. But that's, a, that's a, an occasional thing. That's not 100% of the time. And that's our goal, is to be 100% of the time. Now, there's only been one being that has ever been born on this earth in the entire, that their soul and spirit were one, that all the needs of its soul was met, and that was Jesus. Again, Adam and Eve weren't born, they were created for God's purpose. And then he sent his only begotten son, who was begotten, who was born. And inherited the same mess just as you and I, there are generational curses, there are belief systems that we're born into. Jesus was born into a you know, um his mom was accused of adultery and whispers followed him his entire life and you know, he certainly had a lot of struggles he had to deal with his entire life, just besides being the son of God and having probably what, can, or what, what could be considered some odd ideas. The rest of us, we are starting with all this baggage. All, your, your mind believes lies. So what you're thinking, what you're even interpreting, what you're, you know, we're talking about some different things. When you take that and you try to apply it to your own beliefs, that's all watered down. That, that's truth mixed with lies, mixed with wounds, mixed with historical inaccuracies, mixed with a whole bunch of different things. And what do we do? We try hard to make it work, to make it make sense. The same way with our emotions. We so often get the idea that if we're doing good, if we're, if we're connected to spirit, if we're getting our life met by God, then our emotions, we're going to be happy all the time. Our emotions will reflect good things. And likewise, our beliefs will only believe truth. And then finally, we'll only do the right thing. We'll know the right thing to do in every situation. That's our will. That part of our soul, our will. Making decisions, taking action, do what we do, what we set our hands to do. What we purpose what we decide this is my goal in life we make decisions with our will and our mind and our emotions but it's our will that sets it in motion and as we do that the more we can accept that we do not have we do not have the mind of Christ in our soul we have the mind of Christ in our spirit But our, the mind of Christ is not yet fully grasped by our soul. We're in process. Your mind is beginning to accept truth. And sometimes that truth, doesn't line up with what you already believe, what what you already know to be true. And God knows that. So you don't have to go, okay, well, I'm going to have to reject everything. Truth will always last. Truth, God's truth, who, who God is, the way, the truth, and the life, his truth. We'll stand the light of day. We'll stand up to questioning. Now, one of our challenges, one of our problems, because we are so controlled by our soul, is we want the answers now. And if we can't figure it out, if it doesn't make sense, we reject it. Again, that's okay. God knows that. He doesn't hold it against you. He doesn't hold it against me that this is the way we are. He, he has brought you to today. He has brought you to this very minute. Because remember, he's in charge of time, and so are you in your spirit. Your spirit's in charge of time, and, into, and to a certain degree, so is your soul. Your soul has power and authority over time. But we don't learn what... So many aspects of the character of spirit, except for when we find by experience the shortcomings of our soul. We will continue a bad habit as long as it works. Now, I'll bet you could probably write down, you know, take some time. This is your, your homework. Write down three areas in your life that you struggle. You yourself, not about, not your job, not a relationship, but something like um, why, whenever I try to be nice to pe- I'm making it up, whenever I try to be nice to people, it always sounds so phony. How come? Things like that, things that mean something to you. Or maybe it is, I keep, I'm always so angry about this. Or I, can, I have a real hard time deciding to do something. I want to change jobs. Why is it so hard to just pull the trigger or move or dump my boyfriend or whatever? Why is it so hard to do that? And these are the areas you're going to find that God has put his finger on since, you're, since it's already in your awareness of your soul. God is working in those areas and wants to draw your attention. Or, on the other hand, because, again, we don't always know, he might just be distracting you while he, while he does much deeper projects, which is fine. Either way, rest assured, he's working. He's working on your behalf because he loves you. This is Sin is not about displeasing God, not measuring up sin is hurts us. God there are behaviors and beliefs and things that God want, doesn't want us to participate in because it hurts us. He's not waiting around for us to fail. He's not waiting around for us to succeed. He's not sitting around with a measuring stick or or a notepad thinking, okay, you know, keeping track of how many things you did wrong today. No, this is all about your soul being restored, your mind being restored, your will being restored, your emotions being restored. You, you have no idea what your emotions are really like, what your will is really like, what your mind is really like, because it's, overshadowed by the need to control that your soul has learned to exhibit quite thoroughly from generation to generation that's all we've had but we look at our, our will now and we we think okay how do we decide things one of one of the christian approaches is we look for guidance. We look to God. How do we decide this? How do we decide which direction to go? Again, going back to, should we dump, it, dump somebody in a relationship? Should we move? Should we get a new job? How, how do we handle this situation? We, we look for, we think of divine guidance. Well, that's, we're depending, we're looking to our soul to do spirit's job. We're figuring, okay, what we're supposed to do is hear God clearly. That's great to do that. We want to do that. But that's not the end. We, we do that so, because it's part of the process. Because the end is that you already have all that information. All that the the whether you should dump that person or quit that job or move, you already have those answers in your spirit, but we wait and we work with God, we seek the divine guidance, not because that's not because we need to perfect being able to hear him, because again in your spirit you already do perfectly. But because by going through that process, your soul is drawn to your spirit. Your spirit draws your soul. What you pay attention to in being vulnerable to God, being available to God, being waiting on him, allows the spirit within you your spirit to draw your soul in that area I think most of the time God doesn't really care about a lot of the things we care about and it's not that he doesn't care it's just that that they're a lot more important to us than they are to him and that's fine but we make mountains out of molehills and that's fine because that's part of the process but we don't want to get so distracted you know, Christianity is so, okay, there's a list of ten things you have to do. There's a list of a hundred things that are order to be a good Christian. These are the things you should be working on. Make sure you don't do these sins. And then make sure you do do these activities. And then you'll please God. And then when you die, you can sit on the throne next to him. And you'll have a crown and they'll have these jewels on it. Well, whatever you believe is fine for now. But it's not truth. It may even be true to what you, what God has revealed to you. And, I, I, you know, when you think about the whole concept of revelation, God revealing something new. You know, when, when God sent his son for thousands of years, followers of Yahweh, had believed a certain thing about the Savior or the saviors that God was going to send to save Israel, to restore Israel, to, to get them out from under the burden of the Romans. This is what it would be like. There would be a restoration and the temple would be rebuilt and all these things. And so when it didn't come that way, they rejected the cornerstone. And God knew that. And Jesus knew that. Jesus knew that he would be rejected before he ever came, of course. Because he's God. He knew everything before he came. But he still had to learn how to have a soul and live in a body and and walk around uh, here on this earth. Now, somewhere, somehow, on this earth, somebody is going to do the same. I don't know when or how. It's all going to be God's choice and choosing and his timing. But God reveals, and we learn. Think about the whole idea of of being taught, of learning, by, by seeking out, a teaching, or even listening to a podcast or reading something, inherent as that, is the understanding and acceptance that you don't already know everything. So we acknowledge that there is lack. Now your soul wants you to assume that you can get the information yourself. what is your soul's goal the goal of your soul is to maintain control your soul is meant to return to oneness with your spirit but it also is fearful of rejection your soul has set up its own kingdom on this earth within the supernatural and the soulful and natural realms. It doesn't want to give it up. And I don't know why God chooses some people to reveal some things to who knows. You know, he's got His his, you know, way of doing things. And then, of course, we get in there and we look at these illustrations and we go, okay, this is why God picked this person. This is why God picked David. This is why God picked, you know, Mary, the mother of Jesus. This is why... You know this. This happened to Jeremiah, and this is why. You know Adam and Eve. But what, what? You know, on and on and on. The, where, these are where we are bringing our own filters, our own ideas, to try to understand who and what God is, even based on the filters of our own mind, will, and emotions of our own soul. Yes, God, again God knows that, but part of our challenge is to be flexible. To let God reveal himself in each one of those situations. So as you take as you come up with those three things that that you're struggling with, and they don't have to be like one for the mind and one for the will and one for the emotions. Just pick three things that you you go, how come this keeps happening, uh, you know. God, I, gotta, you know, what did Paul say? I've, I've asked that you take away this thorn in my flesh, and God's response was basically no, because it serves my purpose. But according to the scriptures, you know, uh, my grace is sufficient for you, and Paul accepted that. So. Take any of those things, be clear about it, write them down, and start asking. Because those areas that are that are plaguing you, maybe you keep on thinking, okay, in terms of going around the same mountain, I thought I had this licked, but it keeps coming back up. You know, sort of like an addiction. Why do I keep going back to that? Why am I attracted to that kind of person who always takes advantage of me? How come I can't? you know, keep a job? How come, you know, I'm indecisive? I always feel like a victim. How come I always feel like a victim? And that's one of the ways God is drawing your soul to your spirit, is by not letting things rest, not letting things settle. He doesn't want your soul to be settled not until it's restored. Now, you know, thank you, God, that he, it's not a one, it's not an either or. It's not a matter of you're either fully restored or none at all. God is in the process of restoring your mind to union, to oneness with your spirit, of restoring your will. To your spirit of restoring your emotions through healing through restoration through strong, uh, strengthening let the weak say I am strong because your emotions are tied to are reunited with your spirit but we we come to it with open hands open eyes, open heart Say, God, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to be taught. I'm willing to be changed. And I don't, I'm not requiring an explanation. I'm not requiring understanding. I, you know, part of our thing is your spirit, just a reminder, your spirit has already given God permission to do whatever he wants in your life. But sometimes it's good to remind ourselves you, you have already given God permission to do whatever he wants in your life. And you did that in your spirit. And you can't take it back. So hopefully that gives you something to think about. So as usual, drop me a line at diane at or through Blog Talk Radio. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainer's Radio. Have a great night.